0: All right, today's episode's gonna be fun. It should also be really useful. It should help you write more effective copy uh, just because it's going to get your prospects' brains really lit up and engaged with your message. Uh, It's the secret ingredient that you can add to your headline so that prospects will devour your copy. And if you're watching the video version of this episode, you can see that I have a couple things highlighted. It maybe starts to, uh, it starts to tease what you are going to get in terms of this lesson. Um, so let's start with the ABC headline formula. Just as a quick reminder here of the jobs your headline needs to do. This isn't like a fill-in-the-blank template. Instead, this is this is a reminder that your headline needs to a speak to your audience in such a way that they recognize that this message is for me. This this message is relevant to. me. B it should convey a benefit right that they're going to get by engaging with your selling message there is some kind of benefit inherent in your message you're going to you're going to tell them how to solve a problem you're going to tell them how to fulfill a desire and that should be communicated in the headline, and then C is curiosity. You need to provoke their curiosity, you need to spark that curiosity in such a way that the the prospect is going to engage with your selling message, right? Uh, Most products cannot be sold with a single line of copy. so the headline's job is not to actually sell the product. The headline's job is to get them engaged with, to get them to choose to pay attention to the next parts of your selling message, and so, your headline needs to do all three of these things and oftentimes curiosity is the most difficult thing to do. Now, the secret ingredient that I have for you today will get your prospects to devour your copy because because it provokes their curiosity. So add this secret ingredient, it's metaphor or simile. So metaphor is saying that one thing is another. And so saying metaphor is a secret ingredient uh, having prospects devour copy right that is a form of metaphor your prospects don't devour cop- copy literally like devouring it like eating it until it is gone your prospects read copy right or they listen they they watch a selling message right they don't they don't devour it but that's what a metaphor is right that's what gets people engaged similarly you saying it's like something so uh, your copy is like a greased chute that gets your prospect engaged and sliding straight down as fast as possible towards the sale. That's saying your copy is like a greased chute, right? Now the thing about this, like I, I, I was going through uh, some some information on the science of storytelling, and it cited some research where they were actually doing a brain scan when somebody read or was exposed to metaphors in writing, and what they realized was that the brains were lighting up in this really interesting way because of metaphor that 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 didn't happen when things were stated in just factual three-dimensional like five sensory terms that did not use metaphor now the reality is that we use metaphor all the time like when i say the brain lights up the brain doesn't actually light up Right? That's it's it's a metaphor and it's part of our common language, but being more intentional about it can make your prospects' brains light up as they as they are first exposed to your tear to your selling message. Um and metaphor has this like unique It has this unique power to engage our creative imagination, to provoke our our emotion and our curiosity. And I'm actually gonna show you a bunch of examples here in just a minute. Um, But it can also be an efficient way to convey a benefit. So talking about a prospect devouring copy, well, if you're a copywriter, if you're a marketer and you know the power of getting someone just to read your selling message because your offer is compelling, well, knowing that they're going to devour your copy conveys a benefit in itself. right? It presumes higher readership and higher readership presumes higher response. Now, one of the interesting things that came out of that research was that unique and strong metaphors Actually, lit up the brain in much more powerful ways than things that were very common. So, if I say putting the cart before the horse, you're probably not going to um, you're not going to have that same level of excitement as something that feels very, very unique and different. And actually, in my high velocity copywriting course, one of the things that I teach is um, is the upscene test for big ideas and. One of the things that it talks about is that uh, your big idea, the core message, should feel unique. And one of the ways that you can make a message feel unique is with a brand new metaphor. Now, I went went scrolling through a bunch of classic ads that I have access to, and I grabbed a bunch of uh, headlines here. If you're wondering how can I start to put metaphors in My ads, well, you can do it in in little ways, you can do it in bigger ways, but this might start to give you some ideas. For adults who would love to pick up their education where they left off, you don't pick up an education, but it gives you the idea of like, oh, I'm picking it up, right? Like I'm picking it up where they left off, right? Um, It's, it, it's, it is that it, it just conveys the meaning in a quick and easy way. It also makes it feel like, hey, you're not going to feel like, uh, uh, you know, it's been 15 years since I've been in education and I'm a total dolt. Picking it up where you left off makes it feel like, oh, it's just an easy continuation, right? Don't pay one penny till this course turns you into a human computer. That's a Eugene Schwartz headline. <laughs> Don't pay a penny is, uh, is, is classic Eugene Schwartz. Um, but this turns you into a human computer, you're not gonna be a computer, right? But but it presumes that it's gonna make your brain work so much better, right? It's gonna make your brain work super efficiently and fast and all of that, right? And it's all communicated in that. Now, the world's greatest minds force-feed their knowledge into your brain automatically. Force-feeding, like think about force-feeding. Um, actually that doesn't sound that great except for we know that this ad works and I think that um, what it does is it is it um, it challenges the idea that learning has to be hard especially trying to match the, the the knowledge of the world's greatest minds well it presumes that it's it's almost easy break all the rules and win a 35 year old body at 50, 60, 70 and beyond. So it's it's a metaphor. Like obviously your body's not going to be 35 years old, but it communicates this, this presumption um, of like youthfulness, right? Um, that that maybe if you're 50, 60, 70, and beyond, you remember having a 35-year-old body might have felt a little bit better on a on a daily basis. Some of the challenges that come with age uh, weren't there yet. And 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 winning a 35-year-old body, well, okay, interesting. How to read people like a book. Read people like a book, right? Uh, it's, obviously, you don't read people like, like uh, words on their face, right? Um, but the presumption is there that you're going to get all of the details from the inside. How to buy money cheap. You can't buy money, right? Um, I, I guess you can exchange money, but th- there is something curiosity provoking about this idea of buying money cheap, right? How to keep your money from being murdered, being murdered. You know, obviously money can't be murdered, right? But the the idea that comes across is like, oh, your money is going to, uh, for example, your investments are going to crash, et cetera. You know, people are going to take your money, all of that. Well, it's all communicated in this uh, in this metaphor here's a here's a nice little Gary Bensavinga one shoestring businesses that you or your wife can start now and run in your spare time he probably wouldn't have written or your wife um, at this time uh, shoestring businesses that you can can start now and run in your spare time and and this this like uh, it's it, the shoestring businesses, I guess, is the important part here. Shoestring business—it sounds so simple. It sounds so easy, like shoestring, um, tying it together with the shoestring. It's—it's—it's it's, it's very simple, right? Announcing an apprenticeship program for aspiring millionaires. Now, this one, this one's kind of like in that middle ground because—is this an apprenticeship program? Like, what's the, what is the level of apprenticeship? But but what I'd say here is um, I don't believe that this particular thing was actually like an apprenticeship, right? And I think that's why it was put in quotes. But it's worth noting that uh, that I believe that this particular product basically carried that metaphor all the way through to the branding of the product. And so if the if the product is branded as being like something, as being Um, equivalent to something, even if it's not exactly. So in this case, it might've been a home study course that feels like an apprenticeship program because of the amount of like um, personal feeling advice and stuff that you get from it. But announcing an apprenticeship program for aspiring millionaires, that's a great little metaphor and simile. Grow up to 1,426% richer in a world gone mad, world gone mad, or quadruple your money in the internet apocalypse of 2001. Uh, that's definitely Clayton Makepeace there. The internet apocalypse, right? Well, it's not an apocalypse. It wasn't an apocalypse, but he called it one and certainly got a lot of attention for that. Um, you know, Clayton also wrote a famous one that I don't have here, the four horsemen of the stock market apocalypse, right? And Clayton used a lot of revelations um, uh, imagery in his copy, especially his headlines. But the whole the whole thing here is is incredibly um, is is incredibly rich with this metaphor of the internet apocalypse, forbidden medicine, the FDA's secret war against your medical freedom. And I have both secret war and medical freedom highlighted here. Like, what is medical freedom, right? It it's it's a it is an an idea. Right? It is a it is a it's an idea that captures a lot of decisions that you might be able to make or might struggle to make um, if this copy is is true, right? But um but it's not it is not like a a, a three-dimensional thing, right, that you can touch. <sighs> Secret War, right? Um yeah. <laughs> Cholesterol's evil twin. Prescription roulette, how to launch new products. Now, we don't even think of launch as being metaphor, right? But what is, what is the word launch? Like it, it references like a rocket launch, right? And so launching a product uh, or launching a ship at sea, right? But it's when we launch a product, we're kind of doing that same thing. Uh, but this, this, this use started as a metaphor. California millionaire wants to share the wealth. Share the wealth. This is a metaphor, not because he's actually passing out money, right? But he wants to share how he got rich, right? So the metaphor is actually sharing the wealth, like the the wealth of that the information about generating wealth uh, is captured in sharing the wealth. Ohio man discovers the secret. I would say that in most cases, secret is is really used as a metaphor, like it's 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 not actually secret in any way, uh, but the way that it's used in copy most often, and breakthrough is kind of the same thing, like breakthrough, right? Uh, Breakthrough advertising, breakthrough marketing secrets, not actually breaking through something, but it's used as a metaphor, right? Ohio man discovers the secret of how to escape the American rat race. Okay, we're not actually in a rat race. Like, I don't know who's ever raced rats, right? But we're not in a rat race, and how to escape like, escape here is a metaphor. Rebuild your retirement dreams. Most people aren't literally dreaming of retirement. They're just maybe daydreaming a little bit here. Um, but but this is, this is again, just like the, the commonality of metaphor and simile in our language that we use this so often that it's often hard to see the line between um, metaphor and literal text, right? The ultimate tax shelter. That was for Ted Nicholas' book. Uh, tax shelter. And I think actually Gary Ben-Savinga wrote that ad. Um, maybe I'm wrong there, but, uh, to call a business, a tax shelter is a, um, you know, like anything called a tax shelter, like it's become common language. But again, again, it is a metaphor, right? So that's some examples from classic ads about how you can add metaphor and simile to your, uh, to, to your headlines and to your copy in general to make it more, compelling and interesting and curiosity provoking um, I don't know that other people have really talked about that at all but it definitely can make your copy sing <laughs> all right so your call to action from this how are you going to use this as you go forward are you going to think of different metaphors don't overdo it don't like don't get lost in metaphor um, but if there it's certainly um, it's certainly something that you can let come out a little bit to add to the compelling, uh, qualities of your copy. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you want more content like this delivered to you. I do content on copywriting, marketing, and business building pretty much every day. Also, I have a high-velocity copywriting course. I'll include a link in the description as well as BTMS Insiders, my streaming library of copywriting and marketing courses. All those links are in the description. I'm Roy Fur. This is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets, and I'll catch you again in tomorrow's episode. See you soon. Bye.